And we are back. Welcome back to the Preston Tonight Sports Fan Podcast. I am Justin Mapati, and this edition of this podcast, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, big big road victory against the Detroit Lions last Sunday, and also we're going to talk about the second-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Yes, you heard me right, the second-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats football team. All right, but first, let's talk about the Bengals. The Bengals are coming off a beatdown of the Detroit Lions last Sunday, 34-11. to The Bengals are now 4-2 this year, matches their win total from last season. So, in the Zach Terry era, the Bengals in 2019, his first year, Bengals only won two games. Last year, started Joe Burrow era, four wins. This year, the Bengals have got the four wins in six games. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. And I truly believe this team can definitely, most definitely compete for a playoff spot. Now, can they compete for the AFC North Division title with Baltimore there? The Browns are obviously injury heavy, but they're still there. Steelers are up. Steelers are three and three. Can the Bengals compete for the AFC North title? We'll get to that shortly. But first thing first, the Bengals got to four wins in six games. It's a big deal. This Lions game, I had really concerns leading up to this game just because the Bengals were coming off an emotional loss to the Green Bay Packers the week before in overtime. They should have won that game three different times. And the Lions played the Ravens tough at their place. And then they lost a heartbreaker to the Vikings. So when the Lions came into this game 0-5, I thought the 0-5 record was just misleading. I thought they were better than 0-5. They should be at least 2-3. and Now, from watching this game this, this past Sunday, Lord, the Lions are terrible. And the Bengals did what they had to do. You beat down a team that you should be, a team that is not good in the Detroit Lions. And that's what the Bengals did last Sunday. Joe Burrow, after suffering a throat contusion against the Packers the week before, had a great game. He was 19 for 29 for 271 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. Joe Burrow's playing great. He has two-plus touchdowns in, I believe, the six games. Well, I think the first six games of the year. Yeah, Joe Burrow has thrown for at least two touchdowns or more in all the six games this year. So... Joe's just doing Joe things, and we're lucky to have him. The Bengals just better keep that guy protected because he's a franchise quarterback. Shout out to Chris Evans. Chris Evans had a 24-yard touchdown reception in this game that got the Bengals on the board first. Chris Evans is a a really good player. Out of Michigan, Piron was in the COVID list. So Evans got his chance, and he had a breakout game last Sunday, and it was really good to see. And he's definitely an more, definitely an important player on this on this ball club. So shout out to Chris Evans, and he's definitely going to be called upon as the year goes by. Joe Mixon had a great game, eighteen carries for ninety four yards, including a forty yard touchdown reception. Which, by the way, the Bengals were going for it on fourth and one. It was ten nothing, middle of the third quarter. I was thinking they were going to run the ball to Mixon, but the Bengals and Zach Taylor called a great play, which I rarely do that. I really, I really say that because Zach Taylor, when it comes to his play calling, especially in those situations, I just question 
his decision making on display. He, I think Mixon was rolling out to the right, play action. Mixon was wide open, and then he was on his way to the end zone. And then Jamar Chase threw a great block that got him into the end zone for the touchdown. Who need Penny Cyril, right? Well, we got Jamar Chase out here blocking defenders. So that was pretty much the dagger as the Bengals just rolled on from there. So Mixon needs to stay healthy. I've been saying that all year. Joe Mixon needs to stay healthy. He's dealing with an ankle injury right now, but he's playing through it. But we're going to need Joe Mixon to stay healthy <laughs> throughout the season if the Bengals want to compete for a playoff spot in the AFC. The Bengals' defense is just so they're just playing with an attitude. I got to give it up to defensive coordinator Lou Amaruno because this, this squad is, they, they're physical. They, they'll, they'll hit you in the mouth. And before the season started, I said the Bengals' defense was going to improve, but I didn't really expect this defense to be, like, they're really, they're like, they're nasty to football. They're just going to punch you in the throat. And that's what I like. They're playing with an attitude. They're playing, they're playing with something to prove. And I think the Bengals defense wanted to prove to themselves and also to the league that we're going to hit you in the mouth. Nothing's going to be easy. Defense had a great game. Trey Hendrickson, Bengals signed him to a four-year, $64 million contract in the offseason coming from the New Orleans Saints. I think he's underpaid. I, sh- I think he should be paid a little bit more. He's having a great year. He had another sack. He has five and a half sacks in, in six games. Logan Wilson, one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. He had an interception, a key interception that stopped the Lions drive. I mean, defense is good. Anuzi, one of the best cornerbacks so far in the NFL right now. He's playing shutdown cornerback play right now. The defensive line is great. I mean, you can't really say this team has weakness in the defensive side. They don't give up explosive plays as much. It's going to be a challenge this week when they're playing against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. We'll get to that shortly, but the Bengals' defense, they're playing like AFC North defense. Physical, tough, every yard is tough for the, for the opposing opponent, so... It's good. It's good that the Bengals' defense is is, is playing like this because we're going to need him. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase just continues to just wow me and wow his doubters. Chase had four receptions for 97 yards, including a 53-yard reception. And then before halftime, of course, Burrow to Chase. When the Bengals need to get points before halftime, Burrow hits his man Chase for a 33-yard connection before halftime to set up an Evan McPherson field goal that made a 10 nothing Bengals at half. Like you can just you can just bank that that Burr and Chase before halftime that there's gonna be a, a reception. When the Bengals need points before halftime, always know that's gonna be Burr to Chase for a deep play. Green Bay before halftime, 70 yard 70 yard touchdown reception. In this game 33-yard reception that set up a field goal for McPherson. Those two is the reason why Joe Burrow wanted Jamar Chase. And I guarantee he went to the Bengals' office, front office, and lobbied for his boy. 
Obviously. I, I think so. They won't say it, but I believe Burrow did. I mean, look at Chase's numbers so far. 553 yard, 53 yards receiving yards. In six games, that's the second that's the second highest total by any rookie receiver has had in his first six games behind Anquan Baldwin. I believe he's the reason why the Bengals are where they're at right now and have a good shot to compete for a playoff spot. Yes, I know the Bengals defense has been great, but Jamar Chase changes the dynamic of that offense. It makes them so elite with his just his game-changing speed. He doesn't have to, he doesn't even have to run routes. He's just so fast that he can just blow by, blow by the cornerbacks. Bengals made the right pick. Bengals made the right pick. Most definitely. So, that's a big win for the Bengals. Everybody pretty much... I think some of the media pundits thought the Bengals were going to lay down to the Lions. And some people picked the Lions to beat the Bengals. I didn't, but I thought it was going to be a closer game. I didn't expect 34-11. to <laughs> I didn't expect Brandon Allen to be playing quarterback in the fourth quarter. That's a good sign because that means that the game is in well in hand. The Bengals were up, I believe, 34-3 to at that one point. So why keep Burr and the starters out there? That's just... That's a good... That's good. That's good. So, big win. 4-2 and record. And now... This is the measuring stick game. The Baltimore Ravens, the first place Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North. The Ravens are now 5-1 and one this year, and they're a hot team right now. They just beat the shit out of Justin Herbert in the Los Angeles Chargers last weekend. That's a good Chargers team, a good offensive team, and Herbert is the real deal. And the Ravens' defense, sh- they just shut them down. I was very surprised because I thought that was going to be a great game. That was one of the best games in in the week of week five. So this is, this is a measuring stick game, like I said. And if the Bengals want to be taken seriously, which I think people are starting to realize this Bengals team is good, and I feel like opponents now are going to take them more serious than years before, this is an important game. If the Bengals can win this game, they'll be in first place. In the AFC North. And I know we're not going to look at... I know it's too early to look at playoff seeds. But when this game, you're the number one seed in the AFC. Just saying. Just saying. But my keys in this game is can they contain Lamar Jackson? Because he's playing He's playing at MVP level so far this year. And can the Bengals offensive line hold up against a stout defensive line like the Ravens? It's going to be tough. The Bengals offensive line has... Has held their own this year. They're much better on that front, but this this is going to be it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. But if they can keep this game close in the fourth quarter, then they have a shot. They have a shot. They have a legitimate shot of winning this game in Baltimore. They can do this. It's time to start taking the Bengals serious contenders to win the division yes the division win this game then the Bengals have a good shot at winning AFC North okay before we switch topics 
Bengals linebacker starting to making Logan Wilson. He made a great quote about Lamar Jackson that the media obviously overturned it and made it a negative. Pretty much, Lamar, pretty much Logan Wilson said that Lamar Jackson's a running back who plays quarterback. I don't, I don't see that as a diss to Lamar Jackson. It just means he's a dynamic player. And Lamar Jackson has improved his passing game over the last two seasons. He's great this year passing the ball. But when he runs the ball, it's just like you add that to his repertoire. That's not fair. And pretty much Logan Wilson was giving him a compliment. But the media was pretty much shitting on Logan Wilson for pretty much saying that, oh, Lamar Jackson, all he does is run the football. He's not a good throwing quarterback. Whatever. Whatever. Just taking people's words and just mixing it. So I hated that because Logan Wilson said on Twitter that it was a 100% compliment. But you know how in today's sports media world, they just like to twist everything and make it just negative. Negative. And people now I see like Raven fans are saying, oh, this was going to pump up Lamar Jackson. Really? Come out of college, people were doubtful of his passing game. So you're trying to tell me what Logan Wilson said? Is he the only player and media pundit have said that about Lamar Jackson? But I truly, truly believe that Logan Wilson was giving Lamar Jackson a compliment, and he was. Holy shit, the media sucks. They are just the absolute worst, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I really do. So I apologize, Logan Wilson. You're a young player, so you'll get them. You'll get the media. Don't let them, don't let them get to you. All right, switching topics now. The Cincinnati Bearcats football team, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, the number two ranked team in the nation. Holy shit. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's like It just feels like a dream right now. The Bearcats are 6-0, 2-0 in conference, coming off a, a shellacking of the Central Florida Knights last Saturday, 56-21. That's 24 in a row at Nipper Stadium. That's a home field advantage, one of the best venues in college football, one of the best atmospheres in college football, especially at night. Running back Jerome Ford, the junior, had four rushing touchdowns in the first half. And I said before the season that Jerome Ford was going to be a breakout. This is going to be his breakout season. As Jared Dokes, the starter last year and the majority of the carries last year, left because he was a senior. I, I believe that this was for time to shine, to transfer out of Alabama. And that's what he's doing. I think right now we need to start talking about Jerome Ford as a potential Heisman candidate. Senior quarterback Desmond Ritter, he gets all the accolades in the spotlight, which he deserves because he's great too. But it's time to start talking about Jerome Ford. In six games, he has 12 touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns. In this game against the, against the Knights, he had a 79-yard sprint to the end zone for a touchdown. So there's something about Jerome Ford and him rushing for touchdowns of 70, 70 or more. Like he's just he is so fast. Once he gets once he gets once he breaks free, it's like you're not gonna catch him. Such a weapon to have on this squad. So Jerome Ford, we're gonna need him. We're gonna need him. Especially as the weather gets colder. 
We're not going to be throwing the ball as much. You need that ground game. You can trust on Jerome Ford because as the game goes along, he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. As head coach Lou Fickle said before the, after the game, even me at the game watching, he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So shout out to Jerome Ford. I believe that people should talk about him more because he is such a good, good and underrated running back. Been saying this all season, the Bearcats defense, a.k.a. the Black Cats, under new defensive coordinator Mike Tressel, just an elite squad. Like, that team, that unit is full of hard hitters, NFL talent, and they show no mercy. They hit you in the mouth. And in this game, this past Saturday, Jay, they just they run to the football and they tackle hard. They're just they're just a stout unit. Senior cornerback Kobe Bryant had a pick six in this game. Majay Sanders motor play continues. He's just a he's just a freak athlete. He's so good. Deshaun Pace with another interception. He's been he's been having a great year out of nowhere, and he's a great player. <laughs> and he's a sophomore. That's the thing. Deshaun Pace is a sophomore. He had a big pick in the Notre Dame game. So wherever you need a key interception in a game, look for Deshaun Pace. He's going to make that play as a sophomore. He's just, he's just going to continue to get better and better. And then senior cornerback Brian Cook, he's having a breakout season. And he's been a big reason why this team is where it is right now, especially in the defensive front. And his NFL draft stock as well continues to rise. So you have... Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the best cornerback, business, business as usual for him every game out. You know what, you know what Gardner's going to do, shut down the opposing receivers. We know that. But then you add in Kobe Bryant, and then you add in Brian Cook. Bearcats have an elite cornerback group, probably one elite cornerback group in college football. That's the reason why they're ranked number two in the country is because I believe it's their defense. So, in this game, Bearcats were just business as usual. But one thing I want to talk about was the second half, especially in the offensive side, was not the best. They had a 35-7 lead at halftime. Obviously, when you're beating a team soundly, your energy level begins to waver. You're less... I'm not saying you're less motivated, but obviously you pumped the brakes a little bit. I believe that the Bearcats want to get to where they want to get to. The energy has to be there for all four quarters, and I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing because eyes on UC right now. Everybody's watching them. Everybody's watching them, including the people that are ranking them, including the people that on the college football playoff committee. I'm just saying. So I believe the Bearcats energy level has to be there all four quarters. I don't care who you're playing. I really don't. So, like I said, number two ranking. So right now the rankings is look in the top four. You got Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, Oklahoma three, Ohio State four. It's pretty surreal, honestly. But... 
what what comes with this two number two ranking is with so much outside noise, so much spotlight, so much media notoriety. It's gonna be a lot, and everybody, like I said, everybody's gonna be watching Cincinnati Bearcats. Everybody is. We used to be the hunters. Now we're the hunted. Now we're the hunted. So it's gonna be just basically. A one-game-at-a-time mentality for the Bearcats. One game at a time. Next game for the Bearcats is at Navy Saturday at 12 p.m. on ESPN2. And obviously, when you're playing against Navy, it's the triple option game. So you might not see the Bearcats offense out there that long because Navy likes to run the ball. Hopefully, the Bearcats can stop their option in the running game and force them to punt like every down because... You're not going to see Navy throw the ball a lot. You're not. So, in in Luke Fickle's first year as head coach, Navy ran for over 500 yards. Now, that Navy team is not is was was a good team. This Navy team right now is not as good as that team when Luke played them in, in his first season. So, I don't care who the Bearcats are playing. These next 6 games Every team in this conference, in the American Athletic Conference, are going to give their Bearcats, are going to give the Bearcats their best shot. This is pretty much everyone's national championship game. The Bearcats can't let up. They have to play all four quarters in each game. I don't care if they're up 40 to nothing. You keep the energy level up. And you don't let up. You run it up. You run it up. Because people are watching. People are watching. So, it's an exciting time to be a Bearcats football fan. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. But I'm just going to – I think we all should just enjoy this because (laughs) this never happens. This never happens. And this is definitely a special season and a special group. And when it comes with this, this type of hype, it's important to have older players on the team. And I think the Bearcats are – very grateful to have Desmond Ritter, Maje Sanders, Kobe Bryant, Sauce Gardner. And I trust head coach Luke Fickle. So it's important to have players and coaches that are going to hold them accountable and will tell the players and tell the young players, especially, you have to block out the noise out there. People are going to be giving them praise for being number two and patting them in the back. But you got to keep your head on a swivel. You have to take it one game at a time. You can't just think about what's going to happen in mid-November. You can't think of what's going to happen in the rankings. All of that's irrelevant. And if you lose, then, then it's over <laughs> when, it comes to your, when it comes to the team's real real goals that they want to accomplish. So, like I said, it's a, it's a good time to be a Bearcats fan. And I'm excited, and I'm excited for this team, excited for this program, excited for the new recruits coming. I'm excited for the Big 12. I'm excited for, for the community, especially, and for the city of Cincinnati. Because I, I, every, everywhere I go, I see a lot of I see a lot of people wearing Bearcat gears more than Ohio State, because in Cincinnati it's a lot of Buckeye fans. But lately, a lot of UC gear. Now those are all bandwagons. 
It's okay to jump in the bandwagon. I'm not, I don't like it because I know who are my loyal Bearcat fans that have been here since day one. And people are jumping on the bandwagon because Bearcats are doing good and ranked number two. So it's like they're jumping on the team that is the most popular team and the most watched team. So I, I get it. I get it. But to the real Bearcat fans that I know who have been there since day one, you know, when we got outrush against Navy, like I said, 500 yards allowed. Remember that UCF game, that rain-shortened game where the Bearcats lost 52-21? to Yeah, I was at that game. It, it sucked. I felt miserable. Yeah, I was at, yeah, yeah. I remember those moments and think to where we were five years ago till now, it's remarkable. So let's just, let's, I'm just going to just enjoy. We also just enjoy this season and just, you know, just take it one game at a time. So this is going to be a short podcast because I got nothing else to talk about. Um, the baseball playoffs are going on right now. It's Astros up 3-2 in the ALCS to the Red Sox and the Dodgers and Braves. The Braves are up 3-1 to the Dodgers in the NLCS. That's shocking. Last podcast, I thought the Giants and Braves were going to meet each other <laughs> in the, huh? If it's dry, just remove and then put the other ones and then start the other one and finish it off. Um, so shout out, shout out to my mom <laughs> that just interrupted my podcast. I love her, but damn, <laughs> back to what I was saying, <laughs> boy, that caught me off guard. Um, yes, baseball playoffs. Thanks mom for ruining my, um, for ruining my podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm almost done with this podcast anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But in last week's podcast, I had... I picked the Giants to beat the Dodgers in Game 5 of the NLDS. I was wrong about that. And then I believe I was okay, I was right. I was right about the ALCS. I had the Red Sox and Astros in that one. So, and I had the Astros winning that series in 6, and right now the Astros are up 3-2. So, could be right in that one, but I was wrong. I was wrong about the Giants. Thought the Giants were going to beat the Dodgers, but no. But the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, I, the Braves won 88 games. They won a division. They've dominated that series. They're up 3-1, but you can, you can honestly say that the Braves should have swept the Dodgers because they blew a lead in Game 3, and the Dodgers came back and won that game. That's the only win the Dodgers have had in that series so far. So I'm not going to make a World Series predictions because I'm wrong about everything. So in next week's podcast... The World Series will be going on, and then I will make my World Series prediction. But I believe that the Astros will beat the Red Sox. Here we go. I'm making the prediction right now. So disregard what I just said right now. <laughs> I think the Astros will beat the Red Sox, and then I think the Braves will finish off the Giants. I mean, the Dodgers, I'm sorry. And now we're going to have a Houston Astros versus Atlanta Braves World Series, which MLB does not want that. MLB obviously want a Red Sox-Dodgers World Series matchup. But we might get a Braves-Astros World Series. Yikes. Also, the NBA started this week. And hockey started last week. So a lot of sports going on. And yeah, this is, this is a good time right now. 
pretty much every sport's playing right now. So, and college basketball is about to start in about three weeks. So, in about a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a Cincinnati Bearcats basketball podcast preview of the season. Give you my thoughts on this team, West Miller, the new head coach, and you know, just give just pretty much going to have my thoughts on the on this team, and then prediction wise, how the season is going to turn out. I'm excited because I get to go back to Fifth Third Arena finally. So should be good times. Good times a good times ahead when it comes to these city sports teams. FC Cincinnati just they just suck. <laughs> That's why I'm not gonna talk about them anymore because they're they're irrelevant. They're irrelevant. So alright, so to recap, so Saturday you got UC at Navy, that's 12 o'clock on ESPN2. Then Sunday, you got Bengals at Ravens, 1 o'clock on CBS. And then you got the NBA going on, you got the baseball playoffs going on, and then you got college basketball coming up real soon. So, got a lot of sports to watch. So, take advantage of it. Watch the Bearcats, watch the Bengals this week. And hopefully next week I'll be talking about a Bearcats victory against the Midshipmen and maybe a Bengals upset of the Ravens. Maybe. Who knows? All right, guys. Take it easy. See you next week. This is Jesse, and I'm out. Peace.